0: The Sports Gambling Podcast Network is sponsored by MyBookie.ag. Log into MyBookie now and get yourself a 50% deposit bonus up to $3,000 simply by using the promo code SGP50. With MyBookie.ag, it couldn't be more simple. You play, you win, you get paid. are listening to the EPL show here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter at the SGP Network. Before I start the show this week, I just want to let you guys know the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is trying to give away $1,000 in their quest for 10,000 Twitter followers. If at Gambling Podcast, that's the Twitter at gambling podcast gets to ten thousand followers by the eighteenth of March, so that is eighteen days away from when I'm doing this podcast right now. The eighteenth of March, they have to get to ten thousand followers by the eighteenth of March, then they will give away thousand dollars to one random follower. All you need to do is enter is include hashtag s gp 10 k so that's hashtag sgp10k and at gambling podcast so there's no sports in there it's at gambling podcast in a tweet and you can do unlimited entries that's hashtag sgp10k and at gambling podcast so i know it's a sports gambling podcast but it's at gambling podcast and hashtag again SGP10K so just include that in a tweet and you're entered in so there's a chance there for you to win a thousand dollars just by following them and sending a few tweets out obviously you can just do one but you will increase your chances by doing more Speaking of increasing your chances of winning, you've already done that by downloading this podcast because this is the most profitable podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. The lock run has extended once again. We are now at... 29-8 29-8 and eight and have the opportunity to go 30-8. As I said, the regular Premier League season the regular Premier League season even is a 38-game season. So had we not covered internationals and FA Cups and not done any double locks, we would have been giving 38 picks out throughout this season and we could have finished 30-8. If someone had offered me that at the start of the season, I would have bit their hand off. I think the goal for me generally would have been to finish a minimum of 22 and 16 but to go 30 and 8 which is 8 above what the target point would have been is pretty phenomenal going and uh We're not even done yet. We've got 10 weeks to go. I'm just saying at this point, we have the opportunity to go 30 and 8 today. Well, we actually have the opportunity to go 31 and 8 because even though I said earlier on in the week that I wasn't going to explore the option of a double lock this week, there has been some significant line movement in our favour. In addition to that, there have been some other things that have gone in our favour as well, such as the Fulham sacking their manager, which makes Chelsea a in lock. Um, significant line movement in the Manchester United line due to injuries. Now, this line moved on Wednesday, where Crystal Palace were almost favourites to win the game. It got as close to 13 to 8 Man United, and sorry, 13 to 8 Crystal Palace, and six to four on Manchester United. So, Palace were literally a tiny, tiny underdog in that game and it moved from where Man United started at 5-4 um, to four and um, continued to move throughout until it got to the point where they were pretty equal. I think when the line first came out before the injuries um, occurred over the weekend, the look ahead to that was Man United being around about even money 11-10. to 10. But, they moved the line and they've moved the line again here. Be it ...due to a Southampton win and Man United's injuries, a combination of the two. I'm not too sure, but Man United have come down here from what was 4-11... to 11, ...down to 8-15, to 15, which, as you guys know, is well within the realm of our lock selections. So, we'll see how we go with this one, um, because aside from everything I've mentioned... None of those were my first choice for a lock. They are circumstantial picks that have come along. Obviously, I don't expect Fulham to to be amazing with a caretaker manager taking over. Although you never know, you just never know. I mean, if there's any one that I would um, that I would drop between Fulham, Chelsea, and Man United, Southampton, it may be that one. Um, Wolves coming off a, a loss or another good one because. Um, because they're playing Cardiff who are in free-for-all at the moment and Wolves were stunned away by Huddersfield and Wolves are a much better home team than the away team. So there's a few there, but as I said, I've not mentioned my first choice and I will when we get to it. We'll start with Tottenham versus Arsenal, which is the main game of the Premier League programme and it kicks off proceedings on Saturday. Tottenham are 11-10 favourites. It's 14-5 the draw and it's 12-5 on Arsenal. It's tough this one, tougher than usual. Tottenham, are oh, were going to be an automatic play because the London derbies, the North London derbies, seem to be going to the home teams. Seems to be Arsenal winning at the Emirates and Tottenham winning at Wembley or you know White Hart Lane, which they played haven't played for two years. However, um, going into this one. Tottenham are in worse form than Arsenal. They've lost the last two, which has actually coincided with Harry Kane returning. Um, since he's returned, they've scored one goal and conceded four, lost at Burnley, and lost 2-0 at Chelsea. So, hasn't been a happy return for Kane. I've always said on this show that I go to watch Tottenham regularly because they get free tickets, and Kane does kind of upset the flow of of where of the way uh, Tottenham play they've learned how to play a different style without Kane be it through rest or injuries or whatever and it's a far more um fast flowing pressing game where they're trying to break away and uh hit teams on the counter-attack. And I don't think Harry Kane has the pace to be involved in that. When they attack with these three, be it Lamella, Moore, and Son, or Ali, Song, and... Erickson, well, Ericsson actually plays the uh, the quarterback position, so he's normally providing the balls. But Lamella, Mora and Song, or, or Ali, Mora and Song, whatever combination of, of that front three is, they have a lot more pace than Kane. What you find when the ball drops off to Kane is that he's, he holds it up too long and will often break down an attack and start playing backwards. It also happens when Harry Winks is in, in, in the team, and he plays a little bit further back, Harry Winks is guilty of holding on to the ball too long. And I know he's like lauded as his future England player, but I've not seen enough of Winks yet to, to make that determination. I can see that he doesn't give the ball away, but he doesn't do a lot with the ball. And Harry Kane is the same. He'll often take the ball with his back to goal. And you'll find that he's so far up the pitch. He's waiting for the other attackers to join him or, um, the other attackers are are trying to start a a counter-attack and the ball will break to Kane and Kane will often hold it up and go into this direction or that direction. And also, Rese Romelu Lukaku has a poor first touch. Harry Kane doesn't have a very good first touch either and, and no one talks about it over here because we're English and he's English and he seems to get a free pass. But Harry Kane's touch is not very good. So, often... Tottenham moves will break down for that. There's an over-reliance as well of looking for him in the box. Um, Tottenham put in a lot more crosses, be that a good or a bad thing. I guess when you've got Kieran Trippier and Harry Kane in the box, Trippier putting in the crosses, Kane in the box, it can be a good thing. But I just feel that Tottenham play much better football and are less direct and and have more of an idea as to how to play tactically when Kane's not there if Kane does end up going to Real Madrid in the summer with Mauricio Pochettino who I think will end up going to Real Madrid now that Solskjaer is likely to take the Man United job I don't think that the loss of Kane is going to be as bad as the loss of Mauricio Pochettino because I feel that Tottenham have found a way to overcome the loss of Harry Kane. Regardless of all of that, Kane has scored that one goal that the Tottenham have scored in the last two. Um, And I think he could get on the score sheet here. He regularly scores against Arsenal. Um, I can't see Tottenham losing three in a row here. Likewise, I can't see Arsenal winning three in a row, even though Arsenal have been in good form lately they come into this having scored seven in their last two and only conceded one but arsenal beat inferior teams at home it's a theory that we've always given out here it's um it's a common philosophy we always talk about it and uh, now arsenal come away against a top six team and it is their rival tottenham but i see nothing but a tottenham win here and uh, this one was on the lock list as well so I wouldn't discourage people from betting this. This may go out as an official tip on my website, lockbetting.com this week. Um, we'll see where we go. A lot of stuff I like this week. And last time there was a lot of stuff I like. We ended up going four and one. And uh, that was there were five games in the lock conversation. And there are five games again in the lock conversation this week. And this happens to be one of them. Up next, Bournemouth versus Manchester City where... Bournemouth for 11 to 1, 11 to 2 to draw, and 2 to 9 Manchester City. This one is a very easy bet for me. Um, and again, enters into that lock conversation. Um, Man City win this game and we get some goals. So, Man City and over two and a half goals is 4 to 7 in this game. Um, how do we not get three goals between a Bournemouth team that can't defend, a Man City team that are relentless in attack, and even Bournemouth scoring against a Man City team with a patched up defence. Um, although patched up, I say that, Otamendi and company were the centre-back pairing for quite a while for Pep Guardiola before he preferred the combination of Stones and Laporte but still I think his goals in this game is free-flowing Bournemouth don't care who they play they'll just come out and play you they're not going to sit back and do anything it's, it's their style and their style resulted in them losing 5-1 at Arsenal on, on, on Wednesday so I think we could see something similar here up next Brighton versus Huddersfield and this is the game I've been talking about Huddersfield Uh, are the underdogs at four to one. It's 23 to 10 to draw, and you're getting 10 to 11, minus 110, on Brighton. Now, Brighton have been in such horrendous form lately that people are beginning to tip them for relegation. However, when Fulham and Huddersfield are already down, more or less, I don't understand how you can be tipping Brighton for relegation above Cardiff, where are Cardiff's points going to come from this season? Brighton may already have a a big enough points tally for them to be uncatchable by Cardiff, providing Brighton can just win two more games this season. Now, Brighton going to this game with the form of losing five of their last six, and Huddersfield going also in the same form, losing five of their last six. But Huddersfield are actually better in form because that bet. In better form because they've actually won one, whereas Brighton haven't won any of the last six. But Huddersfield obviously got the win on uh, on Wednesday against Wolves, which is a big upset. But how complacent were Wolves in that game? I, I, I didn't see it. I'm not too sure because it wasn't anything that was televised over here. So if we look at the league table, Brighton are on 27 points and Cardiff are on 25. Now. I can't see Cardiff winning two more games this season. And As I said, if Brighton were able to get themselves onto 33 points, that could honestly be enough. Now, obviously, I don't think that they're going to win two and then lose the other nine. I'm expecting, when I say that, I'm expecting Brighton to maybe pad that out of a couple of draws. So if Brighton can finish the season, um, the last 11 games, by winning two, drawing two and still losing seven of the last 11, then I think that they will stay up because I cannot see two games in this fixture list that Cardiff are going to win. I, I look through the fixtures. I don't know if you guys disagree. Um, Brighton is also a tough place to go to normally. Um, in in normal season. The Amex has been a decent spot for Brighton. They've never, ever, ever been great travellers. And I imagine if they do end up staying up, it's going to be down to what they do at the Amex. But let's have a look at Carla's record. This week they play Wolves. We'll get to that later. Um, They're at home to West Ham. Maybe they could do something there. West Ham are quite inconsistent. Then they play Brighton away, which is going to be a six point, which may decide the relegation race. Um, And I would be taking Brighton in that one. Uh, They host Chelsea who are chasing the Champions League. They go to Man City, they're going to get nothing there. They go to Burnley, which is tough. They host Liverpool, which is another team chasing the title. They go to Fulham, there is a relegation rival, but Fulham could be down by then, so that could be a place where Cardiff pick up points. They're at home to Palace, who are a decent away team, and they finish at Man United. So, at a push, I'm giving them a away win against Fulham and a home win against West Ham, and that is at an extreme push. So how are Cardiff City going to leapfrog Brighton? Let's have a look at Brighton's games. Bearing in mind this game against Huddersfield is the easiest game that anyone faces out throughout the entire Premier League season. It's an absolute given that people beat Huddersfield at home, which is why this is going to be my lock for this week, no secret there, uh, this is my number one choice, especially the price at 10 to 11. I'm all over Brighton here to to move away from this relegation trouble, which they've managed to get sucked back into. Um, so Brighton against Huddersfield at home, there's a win for me. Uh, don't Let's give them nothing at Palace. Let's give them a home win against Cardiff City, because I do think that they'll win against Cardiff. Brighton at home to Southampton. Who are you picking there? It's a six-pointer if you look at the table, but I think Cardiff are definitely going to go down. So let's say they take a point there. That's seven. Nothing away to Tottenham. Brighton at home to Bournemouth, who are not very good travellers, but let's say that Brighton play badly. They'll probably take a point there. Brighton away to Wolves. Let's say Wolves beat them. Brighton at home to Newcastle. Now, we've given them a point at home to Brighton and at home to Southampton, they're going to win one of those games. They're going to win against either Bournemouth, Southampton, or Newcastle. So we're going to give them a win here. So that gives them three wins and a draw so far. Let's say they lose to Arsenal, and let's say they lose in the final day to Manchester City. So I'm giving Brighton a minimum Of 10 more points this season, which will take them on to 37, which will 100% keep them up. There is no relegation race here for me. Cardiff City are going down. If you can get them at the price that the Lockbetting.com customers got them at a few weeks ago, even money, then good luck to you. I don't think you will. I'm looking now what the best price is. And the best price you're going to get is one to two. Still better. Cardiff City are going down. Brighton are eight to one, by the way. So those people in the media talking about Brighton being possible relegation candidates don't know what they're talking about. Brighton, get out of it. Brighton win this week. That is my first choice lock. Not because it's the game I'm most certain about. It's because the combination of giving you guys the best available price on the market and the fact that I love the situation. Let's breeze through because in 17 minutes we've only covered three games. Burnley versus Crystal Palace. 7-4 the draw. Uh, Sorry, 7-4 Burnley. 9-4 the draw. 8-5 Crystal Palace. Burnley have got themselves safe now and they played at Newcastle and they're very bad but they are better at home. Palace lost to a makeshift Man United team but are better away. Not much I can do with this one so I'm going to take a draw in this contest. I can't make an emphatic pick on this one. Can't really make a good case for either team other than the fact that Burnley are good at home, Palace are good away and both teams come into this off a loss. Manchester United versus Southampton talked about this one briefly at the start. It's come down to 8-15 to 15 because Man United are playing with a very patched up team, um, but Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is getting absolute magic out of these players, I was stunned when we beat Crystal Palace. I saw the team, I saw the line move all the way from 11 to 10 to 6 to 4 where Palace were almost favourites and almost gave it out to my Lockbetting.com customers until I saw... Uh, how bad it really was now this one we're actually expecting players back for this game Rashford could actually play in this one um and there's also going to be late fitness tests for Matter and Matic so United could be in better shape here but the line is still moved uh and I love it here at 8 to 15 and we'll see if this is how we go for our second lock but as I said loads of stuff to love Love Arsenal. Uh, sorry, love Tottenham at home to Arsenal. Like the man sitting over two and a half goals. Like the next one. Wolves against Crystal Palace. Uh, Wolves against Cardiff. Sorry, I'm fumbling as I'm rushing. Let's slow it down. Wolves versus Crystal Palace. Wolves are one to two. Three to one to draw. And eleven to two. Cardiff. Yeah, it's Wolves against Cardiff. Cardiff are on a terrible run and Wolves are a much, much better team and they come home here off an embarrassing loss against Huddersfield. Wolves will want to finish 7th this season as will Everton, as will Leicester. Uh, Wolves win this game. I've got no more to add to it. A very, very good play this week. West Ham versus Newcastle. West Ham are 11-10, 12-5. they draw drawn 13-5 on Newcastle. West Ham aren't great at home. But Newcastle have a terrible record in London. If you go and look it up, and I'm not going to go and individually look up the head-to-heads of Newcastle at Tottenham, Newcastle at Palace, Newcastle at West Ham, Newcastle at Arsenal. I haven't done the specific research, but it's a notorious fact that Newcastle are really bad in London. Speak to any Newcastle fan, they'll tell you. So I've got to lean there on West Ham tough game here, Watford versus Leicester 7-5 Watford 12-5 the draw and 19-10 on Leicester, that's as big as 2-1 in some places, for me the I'm going to go with the new manager trend, I think Watford are a better team on paper, uh, sorry Leicester are a better team on paper but both teams are chasing 7th place uh, I'm going to lean towards the new manager trend but in no way will this constitute any kind of official pick that will be featuring later on in the show Fulham versus Crystal Palace, Fulham five to one, 10 to three to draw and Chelsea have moved up um, out to one to two. They were at a better price earlier on in the week. They were down to like four to six, but there's a reason for that. That's because Fulham sat their manager and appointed Scott Parker. For me, despite the fact that Scott Parker has done good things at different managerial levels, this says to me that they've given up on staying in the premier league and are looking at next season and are looking at someone who can manage them in the championship. And that could be Scott Parker. This isn't an appointment that says we're going to try and stay in the premier league. Otherwise they would have probably gone out and got Sam Allardyce who is available. So, I think the attitude is play with your hearts and that could give a response which is positive or that could see them completely outclassed by Chelsea. I'm going to say that it sees them completely outclassed by Chelsea and I think Chelsea win this game and whereas I wasn't touching Chelsea before, this did move into my thinking for a lock. So already here. We're looking at Brighton. We're looking at Man United. We're looking at Wolves. We're looking at Man City and over two and a half goals. We're looking at Chelsea at Fulham. Um, we're even looking at Tottenham versus Arsenal. But I think that one has moved way down in my thinking here. But we'll see what we give out as official picks. And if you want those official picks, Lockbetting.com is the place to go. We've been over two and we've been over two thousand pounds every month. Since uh, September. So we did it in October. We did it in November. We did it in December. And we did it in January. And at the moment going into the show. We sit at 19,037. And we are waiting for a play tonight in the NBA. To see if we can do it once again. So either way if we don't. We would have made over 1,800 pound profit. So that constitutes... um, a, a profit of over $2,500 anyway per month. So if you like to work in dollars and you like to make over two and a half grand a month in dollars, then sign up lockbetting.com and see what one of these plays become official. Obviously, there are only going to be two locks on the show here. The final game here that we're going to look at is Everton versus Liverpool. It's 9-2 on Everton, 29-10 to 10 to draw, then 8-13 to 13 Liverpool This could be a banana skin for Liverpool. Now, Liverpool have only won two of their last seven games. They don't come into this in great, great form, although they did put an absolute whooping on Watford, and that was due. Somebody was due to get a whooping. Is that going to fix all Liverpool's problems? No. Are Everton going to be a tough nut to crack here? Yeah, they're going to be the toughest nut to crack because they hate Liverpool, and they want to see Manchester City Win the league, and they're going to work their hardest here to try and stop Liverpool from winning the title. This is Everton's biggest game of the season. This is Everton's cup final. Everton are going to turn up for this game, and this isn't just because I'm tipping Man City to win the league. I am going to take Everton here on the double chance to to stop Liverpool, and that is going to be uh, a play as well, well at the end of the show. It's five to four Everton on the double chance, and uh, I think they have a real good chance here of putting a dent in Liverpool's title hopes and I think they're going to work their utmost hardest to to do so. So let's close out the show with our lock dog parlay. A lot of stuff we liked on the show, didn't make any secret about that as we were going through. uh, I said to you, this was one of those weeks where there were about six things that I could lock up on the show and um, I've gone for What I think are my my favourite two here as the locks try to run through everything in order and um, have stopped on these two as my favourite two locks. So Brighton, I already told you, at 10 to 11, love everything about it. Love the price. Love the situation. Love the fact we get to bet against Huddersfield. Love the fact that so many people are now putting Brighton in the relegation conversation. Love the fact that Brighton have a home game against the poorest team in the league to get themselves out of that conversation. So Brighton is the number one lock choice at 10 to 11. The number two lock choice, as I said, Tottenham Arsenal in the conversation. Man City in over two and a half goals in the conversation. Wolves against Cardiff in the conversation. Chelsea at Fulham now in the conversation. But we are going to go for the line movement here of Man United to beat Southampton at home at 8-15. I think it's a gift. I think it's a gift because Southampton just won at home to Fulham. Some of the pressure off them is going to be alleviated. They're now sitting on 27 points. They are pretty much... Two or three wins away from safety. Two wins and two draws will do it in the same situation as Brighton. Same points tally. And um, there'll be much, much easier games for Southampton than Manchester United away, who just seem to win no matter what team they put out. They are riding the Solskjaer effect. And uh, I see nothing but a home win here. And we're getting under one to two, so we will play it. But as I said, and have reiterated through this show time and time again, lockbetting.com to see which one of these which one of these other picks become official um so yeah that's where you can go and get your official picks don't forget also lockbetting.com uh there's the european show which got back on track with its locks last week it's now 20 and 5 for the season that's 80 percent on the locks so it's as strong as the epl show here where we're sitting at 29 and 8 going into this week that one is at 20 and 5 and at one point it was at 19 and 3 we had a little bad run with taking Dortmund two weeks in a row and we kind of made a promise to ourselves that we won't go Dortmund again because we have a futures bet on Bayern Munich to win the league and The parlay consists of Cardiff to go down, PSG to win the league and Celtic to win the league and Juventus to win the league. And three of those five legs are already in. We are looking at a whopping three and a half thousand pound win for that. So that's going to be 25 units that we're going to pick up. If Cardiff go down and Bayern Munich win the league, so although we dropped two locks on that show, the silver lining was is that we dropped them against Dortmund and Bayern Munich are now looking in a strong position to win the German league. Get the EPL, uh, get the European show this week over at LockBetting.com to see what we go with and see if we can extend the run to 25, twenty-one and five. Also, there are other picks on there as well. Last week's show overall with the picks went five and one, and two times this year we've swept it, going eight and zero and nine. And so it's a really really good show very similar to this I go through all the European fixtures and pick out my favourite bets so you get about 8 or 9 games out of a slate of 60 so it really really is my absolute favourites that's at Lockbetting.com that's the European show go and check it out the parlay this week yes it's probably going to consist of my leftovers the ones that didn't make it as locks so they are Chelsea at Fulham Wolves at home to Cardiff and Man City to beat Bournemouth and two and a half goals. If you go for £100 on this, you're going to win £338. So definitely liking that parlay because all of these were in potential for a lock. So this may show up as an official pick on my website, as I've already mentioned multiple times. The underdog um, a lot of tough in consideration for this, actually, this week. I like Palace at way to Burnley. They're a good away team. Um, liked the new manager theme with Brendan Rodgers taking over at Leicester. But I've gone for Everton on the double chance at to 5-4 to avoid a defeat at Liverpool. This could be a significant game in the title race. It is a cup final for Everton. You are going to see... A monumental effort here. Marco Silva's not had a good season as Everton manager. He is now presented with a one-off game, a cup final in the Premier League. Even though they will not be in any real cup final, they've done poorly in the Carabao Cup they've done poorly in the FA Cup they've done poorly in the league they are chasing 7th which many supporters thought would be an automatic for them and they can even make a challenge for the top 6 they've done none of that they've had a poor season but they are a team with good players they are a team that hate Liverpool and their supporters here will want something from them this one is a great price 5-4 to four, Everton on the double chance to avoid the defeat against Liverpool that concludes this edition of the EPL show. Don't forget to tweet the Sports Gambling podcast for a chance to win a thousand dollars. The information was given out at the top of the show. Don't forget to check me out at lockbetting.com. Good luck with all of your bets as always, and thanks for listening.